this uh, portion of the program brought to you by Saving Aziz. Uh, this is a book that I believe in so much I did the um, forward to, and I actually read I've never done that. I read the uh, forward and, uh, and endorsed this because I th- this is your story. This you are the ones that made the 17,000 Americans that were saved in Afghanistan. You're the ones that made it possible. And he talks about it. This is Chad Robichaud's uh, new book. He talks about that. He talks about you. Um, We gave him the Bonhoeffer Angel Award. uh, What last year at the last uh, fundraiser? He's an amazing guy. Um, And. Uh, he, this book is going to lift your spirit. It is. Please read it. it. You can find it at savingaziz.org. Savingaziz.org. You can also get it wherever books are sold. Phenomenal book. Don't miss this one. Getting high praise from some incredible offers and uh, authors, and you'll see them on the book. It will uh, pull you in from page one. If you get the audio book, you'll hear my uh, portion of the book read by me. Savingaziz.org. Sick, twisted, freak. Welcome to it. The World Economic Forum, which has absolutely no power, is not trying to control your life. They're not infiltrating, you know, cabinets of prime ministers and presidents all around the world. Although they've said all of those things, those are not true. The AP wants you to know that's not true. In fact, the World Economic Forum the managing director last august said this whole conspiracy of us trying to make sure that nobody has anything uh, started as a screenshot culled from the internet by an anonymous anti-semitic account on the image boards of 4chan own nothing you'll be happy that was the jew world order 2030 said the post and that's all the extremists picked that up that's weird because um That's not true, but that's from the World Economic Forum. The guy who brought this to my attention was Michael Schellenberger. He's, um, he calls it a grift and a cult. We're going to talk to him in 60 seconds. One of the hardest lessons in life is that stability is a luxury in this world. It's not always there for the enjoying, and I think you know that right now. Wheels kind of coming off of the uh, cart right now. Please, I urge you to prepare yourself for impact. Hopefully, it won't happen. Hopefully, we'll turn this ship around. But um, I don't know. If the lifeboats were available, I think you should get on it. We've just hit an iceberg. But who knows what will happen. 
All I know is when they're gone, they're gone. When the lifeboats have sailed, it's too late. You'll never regret this decision. Prepare yourself. Go to preparewithglenn.com. You will save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit while you can. Everyone, everyone should have a three-month emergency food kit. I think even the Department of Homeland Security says that. Every American should have that. Please, they arrive in unmarked boxes. Nobody knows that you have extra food. They ship fast and free, and you can save $200 now on the three-month emergency food kit. Preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Michael Schellenberger, you're, a, you're, you're growing into one of my favorite people on the planet, Michael. Welcome. Oh, thanks so, so much, man. Good yeah. to be with you, Glenn. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I read your... Uh, your takedown or your your observations of the World Economic Forum, they are coming out today and saying misinformation is one of the things they have to tackle. I think it was number five on their list of most dangerous threats was misinformation. Uh, and they're claiming people like you, people like me are just nothing uh, but min- misinformation or disinformation agents about the wef well yeah i mean you you <laughs> you know there's been just dozens i mean hundreds of articles saying there's these conspiracy theories about this thing called the world economic forum the conspiracy theories claim that the world economic forum wants a great reset that they want you to eat insects rather than meat and that they don't want you to own anything or have any privacy and that you'll be happier if you do that. Okay, those are all supposedly conspiracy theories. Well, my colleague, Isabella Kaminska, who actually used to work at Financial Times, which is a yeah. great fan of the World Economic Forum, and she'd been investigating them for almost a decade, and I both just published a piece where all of those things are not only true, the Great Reset, insects as the new meat, and, and owning nothing and having no privacy, those are not only true things. They're actually from the World Economic Forum's Davos Summit itself (laughs) and from the website. They say they want transparency, but they've actually deleted a number of those things. Yep. They say they want more. They They want to know our financial information. Okay, that's like part of what gets promoted at these conferences. Right. Like, we should know what's in your bank account, and we should probably be able to control it, too, as we saw in Canada with the truckers. That comes in handy if you're trying to, you know, uh, move away from a democratic system to an authoritarian one. So they want that too. But then when we say, well, how do you ma- how do you invest your money? They wouldn't tell us. Right. And they just said Swiss law means we don't have to tell you. Well, sure, Swiss law says that. Are you familiar with Switzerland's banking laws? <laughs> yes, I think. Well, maybe Klaus might not have, but I think his father was clear about the Swiss banking laws. Like, you know, his father ran a Swiss company in Germany during World War II, during the Holocaust. The historians who have looked into this said that, indeed, he did use forced labor, you know, Jewish labor during the Holocaust, during World War II. That's not actually in question. He is a very creepy person and so the natural 
sense. I mean, I think it's okay to say that because I think, I did, I'm using it in a technical sense. <laughs> the, the, the creepy feeling you get from Klaus Schwab is accurate. Yes. The basic picture of World Economic Forum as a creepy event well, his, is his, accurate. His father believed in public-private partnerships, which is fascism. That's the definition of fascism you own the company but the the country the the authoritarian leadership tells you exactly what you're going to make when you're going to make it how to do it um and you get to keep your country it's exactly what's happening in china that's not communism that's more fascistic uh in nature the way they run their their uh their businesses over there he was a fan of it klaus is still a fan of it that that I mean, forget about the the Holocaust for a second, but that's the basis of what Germany was going for on the economic front. Correct? Uh, of course. Yes. I mean, that's what every every school child learns. I mean, it's Used almost to. a kind of it's a thug, it's a it's a kind of thuggery. Mm-hmm. It's a mo- it's a kind of mob rule by the by these con artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, um, your intuitive intuition against eating bugs is correct. There's all sorts of parasites in these in these bugs. It's obviously not a human custom. You know, my my wife is Korean American, and I spent much time in Korea. And her her parents said they ate bugs, and I ate some bugs in Korea. It's a little bit of a novelty. Some people like it, most people don't. Uh, most Koreans like to eat beef. Um, and when my wife asked her father about the insect eating, he was he said, you know, we were poor and starving, you know, during right. the war. So insect eating, the idea that insect eating is sort of something that these that noble Asians and Africans do is nonsense. And and so so it really does come out and they say it very clearly in promoting insect eating that they don't want you to eat meat. So then if you go and report that. And what it is that they come out and say that it's a conspiracy theory, but when you go check on their own website, that's what they say, and it's basically all the things that you've been writing about. I mean, I think ultimately you and Russell Brand and the other major critics of the World Economic Forum are proven correct in what we oh. discovered, and not only that, but I think it's going to ultimately destroy the organization. Most world leaders, I think in part because of this heavy backlash against World Economic Forum, did not go. Only the German chancellor went, and he has to go to every one of these events to suck up to world leaders and other people, and sheiks and stuff, because he needs oil and gas. Right. So, but other world leaders don't want to go, because they know it's a bad, it's bad for their PR. But they I, know it hurts their image, and you saw Elon Musk responded to me on Twitter, you know, saying, yeah, it seems like, a, it, it, you know, while everybody would support dialogue, it's a creepy event. But didn't he just say it seemed boring? I thought that was an odd statement for him to make. He's smarter than that. I mean, sure. You know, I mean, I think, look, I think part of the thing we discovered as well is that this is also how they rip you off. This is the grift part of it is that when you and I buy, you know, stocks or people have pensions and retirement funds that are buying stocks, they're not getting the early stock or the early investment money. That's the stuff that gets traded at Davos. So in the front house, they talk about, we love the environment and racial equality. That's the main story. And then behind the scenes, they're just doing grifty type deals 
and we're seeing it bust on people. A lot of people got into crypto. A lot of, a lot of money got lost. You know, it wasn't a real asset. You know, and so I, for me, I think for for Iz, Izzy and me, that's the name of my co-author on this. We we you know, so we were like, well, what's the, what is the right thing to say? It's 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 is it a grift? Yes. Is it a cult around this kind of creepy dude, Klaus Schwab? Yes. But it is also a bid for global domination in the sense that oh. they want to take hold of the economy, and they're doing that. I mean, the energy economy at this point in Europe and heavily in the United States is overwhelmingly controlled by governments because they put so many subsidies in it that they're basically controlling it. And now, because they've made electricity unreliable in the United States, they're going to have to create yet another set of subsidies just to pay somebody to try to keep power plants operating when the sun is not shining, the wind is not blowing. So... It is making progress. Klaus Schwab is sick. It may be that in the future, because you and Russell have so demonized the World Economic Forum so successfully, it may be like something else. But definitely global elites are constantly trying to take advantage of ordinary retirement-holding citizens with their stocks and bonds and whatever but there's also this kind of creepy, low-energy return to, you know, 18th century economies Yes, kind of an ideology behind it. We've talked about it before. It's Malthus. It's low-energy mm-hmm. living. You should be basically, the idea is basically you should be poorer. Yes. That's the idea. Right. Eat insects, don't eat meat, don't own anything, don't have any privacy. This, this it's, is it's this, pretty terrible. It's gone back to serfdom. That that is yes. you don't own anything because the king owns it or one of his yes. lords. You're not going to invent anything because you don't get anything from it. You're not going to improve your life because you can't. You can't uh, improve your station ever because you can't own anything. I mean, it's yeah. it's right back to the feudal system. Um, the uh, in the meeting, Klaus Schwab opened up yesterday and he said, "We have to master the future." And what he was talking about was um, there are so many crises, uh, crises that are going on right now that they have to master them and use them to uh, push us into this new world. That's the only thing that I mean, if we had time on our side, I would think that we are going to beat them. But I think this is going to be a photo finish at the wire on who wins um, on this if People don't wake up to their tentacles are everywhere. Uh, and when you have a crisis and they create they're creating all of these crises. When you have a crisis of food, when you have a crisis of money, people will just reach out for whoever is going to say, I have the solution. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, though, the one thing that's proven, that you've proven, and Russell Brand have proven, and others have proven, is that World Economic Forum, when you actually learn what it's promoting, is wildly unpopular. That's why the change in the media environment, you know, and it starts, of course, with radio, and but the Internet really takes it to another level, mm-hmm. means that the old regime... Um, struggles constantly. So why are they always talking about disinformation? It's because... People like us are out here explaining yes. that actually that is what they want. They want they want the bugs, the not owning anything, and a move to low-energy living. Great Reset, remember, was always just like, we're going to stop using 
fossil fuels and nuclear and reliable energy, and we're going to use unreliable solar and wind, and, and only whenever that is possible because of the weather. That was what the Great Reset was, and fundamentally, the organization is about what they call sustainability, what I think we would call basically making everybody much poorer. Yes. You know, re- returning to a kind of immiseration that we had before the Industrial Revolution, before we had reliable energy sources um, and energy-dense fuels. So, yeah, it's a pretty... Um, and all I can say is that you're right. I totally agree. In other words, it's a, there's a fight going on between those of us that think that individuals and families and nations should be able to determine their own identity and a group of other people that think it should be worked out by by the elites. supposedly smart elites, yeah, right. working out of think tanks and UN meetings and and business conferences. And you know, Elon, you know, it's, he's a complicated person, and I've gotten to know him a little bit. But I mean, what I would say is, I think he's seen the dark side of that hyper wokeism, and his purchase of Twitter is maybe the most significant thing he's done because he's. I think so too basically said ordinary people should be on an equal platform to communicate as elites and we should stop censoring ordinary folks um, because the elites demand it. Michael Schellenberger, um, thank you for everything that you do. Appreciate it. Always great to have you on. God bless. Great to be with you, Glenn. Thanks so much. Michael Schellenberger, he is the author of San Francisco. If you haven't read his work, he is he's not a conservative. Uh, He's just common sense. And uh, and uh, was at one point the the friend of the earth from Time magazine. He was like on the cover of Time magazine as the, you know, the best uh, uh, climate justice kind of guy. Nope. Nope. Not so much. He doesn't agree with any of the stuff that is going on right now. He thinks it is a grift and good to have him check in on the World Economic Forum. All right. Back in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. I'm, I'm guessing that nobody asked you for permission to saddle you with a bunch of pain. Yet, here you are, dealing with it day in, day out. And if you're like me, living with pain in your life is like walking uphill in 10 feet of snow to school, both ways, in the dark. Right? Right? Am I right? Yeah, that's the way I used to do it when I was going to school. Anyway, um, uh, the, the lowest point comes, at least in my life, when the pain I was living in was just consuming everything, my every thought I was, you know, I can't do that. I can't do that. I just have to get back home. Uh, it's horrible. I tried relief factor because my wife made me try it. She's like, I'm not going to listen to you whine if you don't try everything. And I'm like, it's natural. It's not going to work. Better living through pharmaceuticals. This actually changed my life. Three week quick start. 1995. It's a trial pack. That's what my wife said. Just try it for three weeks. What do you have to lose? Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. I'm one of them. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. 1995, three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, by the way, uh, those that are going, uh, Joe Biden isn't going, but he had to sing happy birthday. Do we have to have the happy birthday? He he did this for Martin Luther King's, I think, granddaughter. 
Uh, and That's uh, nice. It was beautiful. Listen, here it is. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. Uh-huh. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ooh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday <laughs> to wow. you. I love love. You know, my wife has a rule. When you sing happy birthday, especially if you're leading, you should know the person's name. Mm. But that's just a custom in our house. Or be smart enough to, like, step off from yeah. the mic as you're singing that have part of the song. Have a coughing fit. Yeah. Right about, about that he, time. He, it right? happens to him all the time. Yeah, Everyone would have right. believed it. Yep. Okay. Anyway, um, he's not going to be at the World Economic Forum, but the climates are. John Kerry is there. Uh, Biden's trade representative, Biden's secretary of labor, the FBI head, Christopher Wray, U.S. director of national intelligence. Samantha Power is there, U.S. Agency for International Development. Governor Brian Kemp. Gretchen Whitmer. J.B. Prisker is there. Also congressman, uh, let's see, and senators. Uh, Senator Chris Coons. Uh, Maria Cantwell, James Reich, uh, Joe Manchin, Christian Cinema is there. House reps from California, New York, Florida, New Jersey, and Massachusetts are also over on the slopes. It's great. No, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Let's see. What else is uh, going on? Oh, uh, you know, it's, I think it's about time that we have the conversation about the hate monger, Mr. Rogers. Okay. We have to have that conversation. It's time. It's time. I, this has been floating around for a while, and it's time. I mean, now it's starting to really break in, and everybody is seeing it. Can we play this hateful clip? Warning. Trigger warning here. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Only girls can be the mommies. Oh, only girls can. Only boys can be the daddies. How dare he? We, I mean, we ought to dig that guy up and just beat the snot out of him. Mm. You know what I mean? It used He's... to be like okay because everyone knew it was true and like everyone could say it. Isn't that and weird? That was a time. I think everybody still knows it's true. I do too. But they're just afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Are you afraid to say it? I'm, I'm not, not afraid to say it. Only girls can be mummies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I'm really willing to say it. And the way he said it was mummies which I get, I think boys can be mummies. Yeah. But <laughs> right. I think he meant mummies but and kind of said it way. in an English sort of right. way for okay. some unknown reason. <laughs> All right. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you had a nickel for every time you put your personal information out there on the Internet uh, without it being secure, how many nickels would you have? I'm guessing quite a few. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. We do everything online right now. You don't want to cut internet safety out of your budget. So get 25% off right now a subscription to LifeLock. Top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures that will keep you safe. And because nobody can catch everything, uh, they have access to a restoration team. If you do end up having your information hacked into, you just, 
they'll call you and say, oh, it looks like it's hacked into. Hang on. We're going to transfer you to the restoration team and they'll tell you, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we clean it up. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but protect what's yours with LifeLock. They're the best. Best in the business, in my opinion. 25% off right now. Your first year promo code BECK. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Isn't it time to join Blaze TV? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. So I want to play something for you, and believe it or not, I have a very deep point on this. It's not just to, it's not certainly not to make fun of Chelsea Handler. It is to remind people you should stop listening to people like this. This is my first point, but this is not the deep point. She's a moron. Uh, she was on um, uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and she told a story um, that uh, she made an admission that. She really didn't understand something. And if you don't understand this, what else don't you understand? This is a pretty basic thing. And this is coming from a woman who has lectured us morally and intellectually, our superior on, you know, how to live our lives. Listen to this admission on Jimmy Fallon. I didn't know. And this is true. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. I find it hard to believe, but what are you talking about? It was, I was shocking to me as well. I mean, well, of course, it must have been more shocking to you. I was like, I was in Africa, we were on safari, my sister and I were riding an elephant, and there was a man riding an elephant for us, because we don't know how to ride an elephant. Yeah. And my older sister, Simone, looked up at the, at the, at the, the sky and she said, Chelsea, Chelsea, look up. It's not often you get to see the sun and the moon at the same time. Yeah. Like looking, I was like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, <laughs> I said, and I go, wait, I go, but they're always together. And as soon as I said that, she turned around. She goes, what did you say? And I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like, I knew what I said giddy was up, wrong. Giddy up, I elephant. Like, <laughs> I was like, let's canter. Is that what an elephant does? <laughs> oh, my God. And, um, I, and, and, and she looked at me. She goes, I need you. And I just tried to gloss over it. I was like, never mind what I said. I know. And she said, no, I need you to tell me what you think is happening between the sun and the moon. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I just assumed when the sun went down, it popped back up as the moon, you know? <laughs> a little costume change. Like, <laughs> like, is that not what's happening? The man riding the elephant spoke no English and went <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like another dumb American, yeah. you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely true. Good okay. summary. Stop listening to these people. They're morons. They're morons. Um, because, uh, you know, look, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer either, but that's pretty darn basic. Pretty darn basic. Um, wow. Okay. So she's, what, 47 years old? She's almost 50 years old. The mentality of these elites that they are so morally and intellectually superior um, and that, you know, everything is old fashioned and, you know, you need to learn. It's more important to, than facts to learn the new facts that are cool. 
you know, men are men are able to have babies. No, they're. My problem in doing this show is I am um, <laughs> speechless for the first time in your life. <laughs> That's about what it sounds like. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm I I I I I'm very transparent uh, with my life, and uh, this is coming from uh, someplace else uh, that is happening in my life and and let me just say this to you our children have no idea that we no parents you have no idea how confused and lost your children really are it might seem like they get it but chelsea handler is i mean she is She's a genius in today's world. They're not learning the things that they need to learn, and they're learning all of these things that are, are really horrible, that are counter to everything that is an eternal truth. I'm going to give you an, another story here today, and I don't know if anybody can see where I'm, I'm going when I make this connection, but... <sighs> This is a story out of uh, England, and it is a story about how Satanism is becoming very popular. And uh, but there's no blood rituals anymore. There's no murder. There's no sacrifice. There's no blood rites to Satan. We don't worship the devil. We don't cast magic spells, says the leader of the Satanic Temple in england okay um he said yeah we do occult rituals and you know there's no virgin sacrifices or chalices of blood and we don't believe in the actual devil or satan that's a thing of the past satanism is luring um uh alluring to young people now because everything in religion is outdated and dogmatic and traditional and you're told that you have to offer yourself. You have to change your ways. Um, the Sunday Telegraph, I'm reading, spoken to leaders of members of the satanic groups around the world who claim that the opportunities Satanism offers people to engage in activism and uh, they campaign on injuice, issues such as gender sexuality is part of the appeal for younger members, particularly those who are less likely to declare themselves Christian. The uh, the guy who is uh, the uh, well, he's he runs the Global Order of Satan UK. Uh, he's a he's an undertaker for uh, for a job. He says he has a 200% increase in membership over the last five years. He said, I wish I could claim that we could pat ourselves on the back and say, yeah, we've done, a, we've done our internal work here. I'm quoting, we're uh, successfully declining the number of Christians, but it's more complex than that. He said two factors are responsible, the decreasing popularity of traditional dogmatic religions and a movement towards self-identification and self-realization. 
He said this uh, amongst younger people, they don't want to be identified as part of a prescriptive dogmatic religion. Instead, they want to identify with their own self-belief and their own self-realization, which is what Satanism offers. They are now turning away, he says, from incredibly outdated, very obviously stuffy views that are completely not in keeping with modern times. You know what? He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Those stuffy religious ideas that come from the Bible, they are not in line with contemporary ideas and contemporary living. And if you want an easy life where you will be accepted and things are going to be really peachy and swell for you for a while, and I emphasize for a while, as an alcoholic, I know how things, how taking the easy route and just not dealing with stuff, not dealing with reality, just have a drink. You'll be, that'll all go away. You won't have to worry about it for a while. And then it all comes crashing down on your head. If you, if you, uh, we don't know what our kids are faced with. We have no idea. I would not want to be one. I would not want to be a kid in today's world. They are confused and they are being confused intentionally. Social media and the phone that they all look at 24 hours a day is the enemy in their pocket. It is also part of their life now. And we are going to get to a point to where I swear to God, I'm going to be driving a buggy soon. I am. I mean, you we are not going to be able to protect our families in this society and uh, Christians. It's going to get really hard to be a Christian when say Satanists can say, oh, we're not. We're not really, I mean, we're not really Satanists. I mean, you know, Satanism is a young person's religion, you know, uh, and it's just a diversification. That's it. That's all it is. And we just explore, um, you know, your identity, your interest, your values, your beliefs. Oh, Okay. And they say that we're, you know, Satan is just more metaphorical. You know, he's just the rebel. That's all he is. Um, we don't believe in a higher power. Instead, we revolve around a religion of the self. Think of that in today's society. Forget it. It came from him. A religion of the self. And it's up to individuals to define their own moral code and, and to develop themselves as their own Godhead. Sure, we get around, you know, we get together, do rituals in the forest and stuff, you know. Uh, and, you know, we have a community bonding and meditation to give people the time to develop your own personal vision of yourself 
as Satan. But we don't mean that literally. I, 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 um, I want you to write to me and tell me how I can help you as a parent. Because as a parent, uh, my kids are, and I'm and not Satanist and stuff like that, but uh, my kids are, are so lost right now. And Tanya and I just feel like we are just uh, losers. <laughs> we just feel like, wow, wow, all of that work for decades and none of it took and uh we know that's not true um but i cannot be the only person feeling that way and i am out of answers in my own life many times um but we are thank god uh mom and dad are on the same page and we love each other and we have a very loving family so we are able to uh, keep our head above water, but it is difficult because no one has faced these problems before. We did an experiment on our children and it's going awry. We just gave our kids. Do you know, do you know what failure to launch is? You know what that is, right? Failure to launch when people are still living at their house, you know, mom and dad's house and they haven't launched their own life. Do you know what uh, psychiatrists have now? They've just moved the age up. Do you know what the age is now? 37. 37 failure to launch. Okay? That it's... That it's it's only a problem when you hit 37? At 37, it's like, okay, there's a real issue. 37... Our kids are, they are so confused. They don't know what is up. They don't know what is down. They are so in a bubble that they have absolutely no tolerance to any kind of stress. And I'm telling you, stress is coming. Stress is coming. Let me know how we can help you, please. We will do our best. Back in just a minute, Sharon wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She says our our pit bull, Molly, by the way, the only reason why I bring up the Satan, I think God is the only answer. God is the only answer. Our pit bull, Molly, is a rescue. It was in really rough shape when we adopted her. She's had, I mean, she's had quality dog chow, but her coat still was really kind of nasty. For several weeks now, we've put rough greens on her dog food, and she smells better. She's more energetic. Um, we're keeping with the rough greens for sure. Rough greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the stuff your dog needs. The folks at Rough Greens so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first trial bag for free. Just pay for shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Uh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that uh, you're listening. Um, and, you know, I know I'm, I'm not alone in some of these concerns. Stu and I were just talking about parenting today. It is so hard because you don't know society has changed so much. And it's almost, I mean, society doesn't know what's real and what's not. And there's times that you're just like, suck it up. You know, suck it up, buttercup. And, uh, you know, the things that now, you know, you're you're dealing with are things that you would have never thought you were going to deal with ever. And society is pushing one way and you're like, okay, how do I hold the ground here uh, when I'm absolutely alone? How am I going to hold the ground here for our, our children and yet not do it in a way where society is going to pull them away from us even more because we believe certain things. Do you know what I mean, Stu? Does mm-hmm. that make sense to you? Yes. It is. I mean, it's a lot. Being a parent today is so difficult, so difficult. And uh, give yourself a break if you're, um, you know, if you're going through tough times. Give yourself a little more benefit of the doubt. Uh, these, this is really difficult to uh, manage, but you got to be on it all the time because your family is a little island, and it used to be you were safe, but now with all of the devices and social media, everything that's going on, it's just pouring into your the house. Glenn Beck program. 